listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm DJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric, and we're glad to be here today. How's it going, Eric? It's going great. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. So I have a new microphone and an amp. We got all set up. It took me a couple weeks to get this rolling because I had to purchase the mic, then I had to purchase the amp, and then a cord, and then a different cord because I got the wrong one, and then I had to figure out how to get the software working on my computer. So it was a whole thing. But hopefully, it sounds better. Uh, so hopefully... Sounds great. Better audio quality. It should sound like I'm sitting in the room with you instead of in a cardboard box across the house. Um, so for today, for today, let's uh, we're going to try out a new little structure. We're going to add a couple segments into the podcast episodes. And I think we're going to try starting out talking about something we've been working on recently. And after that, we'll maybe we'll answer a question if we have a fun question to answer. And then we'll go into our topic for today. So. Uh, before we get into talking about something we've been working on, uh, our question we're going to answer for today after this is going to be, what is marketing? Um, and that may sound like an odd question, but maybe something we should have already covered before now. Um, but we just saw something on the internet that made us chuckle a little bit and laugh. And so we thought it'd be a fun question to answer and see how other people answer it. And after that, yeah. we're going to get into discussing uh, marketing versus sales. So what's the difference between marketing versus sales? How do they work together? And really anywhere where that discussion leads us, because it's important to be able to differentiate between marketing and sales um, and what their roles are and how they work together. And, you know, because sometimes people confuse too, and without getting too much into this, you know, is marketing failing or is the sales failing at utilizing right. marketing? So, but before we get into that, let's backpedal. Let's backpedal. Eric, what's something you've been working on recently? Just any one project, something you feel worth mentioning? Sure. Thank you for asking. So, you know, Facebook has been going through all sorts of changes, you know, for, for good and bad, whatever. But it's like, you know, often, uh, well, well let, let me just sit back. So I'm working with a client. They are a very large group of faith at a national level. Awesome organization. Love these guys. Love their mission. And for years, they've had a Facebook profile. And what that means, it's like, you know, I, I have one, Eric Needle, that's my Facebook page. It's my personal Facebook, and it's a profile. And profiles work differently than pages. So organizations should have pages because they have all sorts of tools that let you collaborate and do sorts of good, you know, do good things together, publish content, publish things from other from others and things like that. Whereas your profile is, is like coming from one person like your voice yeah you're not even so, supposed to have a profile i'm pretty sure that's technically against user terms technically like, <laughs> that's right technically it's 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 wrong you have right. to have a real person with a real face which is why profile photos sometimes if they're trying to verify your account they'll require you to upload a photo of yourself and they'll face check it against other photos of you to make sure that that is actually you um i've had right. that happen. i've had them actually i've had to upload my license before to, yeah. to get back into yeah. my account. Right. So they definitely are. Right. That's one reason you to need to have it. A, have it set up correctly, like you're saying. So so how'd this go about? You know, where did this, you know, where'd it go? Well, I, so I started serving on their, on, on their communications team, again, for this national organization. So they have all sorts of users, all sorts of people communicating. But it's, it's like, you know, I get into the Facebook and I'm like, hey, guys, this is all wrong. And they're like, what do you mean? So I'm like, you know, you're using a profile and you sh when, when it said you should be using a page. So for the past, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's taken a good six months to basically create a page, drive traffic to it, and and uh, 
and do things properly so that so that you can finally simplify how we populate and and, and operate this this page for this organization. Yeah, so wow. So that, that's definitely an undertaking. I'd say one of the reasons you want to do this cuz I get asked this question all the time, specifically by clients who don't use Facebook uh -huh. for personal reasons. And they go, well, can you just send me the login for, for Facebook? And my answer and is no. There's no login for Facebook. Uh, fa know. Facebook company pages operate like LinkedIn company pages, not like a Twitter and not like an Instagram. So an Instagram or a Twitter, you're going to have a login for your company and that you can hand it out to anybody. Anybody can log in and be the company, but not for Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are places that you have a personal profile, which means a person. You are a person with a face and a name. And then you can create right. as many pages as you'd like for your company. And all these pages could be for a podcast like Marketing Masters and for your business and for your mom's coffee shop or whatever. You could have 15 different companies all controlled. You're an administrator, an admin on each of these pages. And these pages exist without you like little mini websites within Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah, a little exactly. Web URL. And, and yeah, and, and it's it's like so. One of the big things that we do on this page is 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 uh, they provide daily prayers, which are wonderful. And you know, it's like I could never write these prayers; they're just amazing. They're beautiful prayers. And it's and it's like, and uh, you know, the problem is when it's coming from the the profile, it's like this person seems to be producing all this content. When when in fact, with a page, you can attribute the people writing the prayers for instance to that person and you can have lots of people doing it and 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 you can show authorship and it become and it, and it really uh it really uh, creates it shows the people that make up the organization as opposed to some faceless organization you know right. there's so a lot of there's a lot of reasons benefit. you want to have a business page right the one is yeah um it's the correct way to do it so you won't ever get in trouble the second thing is you can actually advertise you can promote and boost your ad you can boost your posts you can run ads right. you can have about us profiles you can upload videos you can have a store on facebook a company page right. allows you to do everything you're supposed to do as a company and promote your business as a personal right. page you can just add friends so how do you go about merging these two you can then use your personal one um visit your new company page and then hit invite friends to like, there'll be a button. And you can invite all your friends from your personal account to follow your company page. Right, and, and here's, here's the stitch with this organization that made this kind of a complex process. So the thing is with Facebook, everything is date stamped. So I can't kind of go back in time and recreate all the content that's on the existing profile. So what I did and the reason why it's taken six months to do this, or it's probably been maybe three months, but I've been publishing duplicate content on both so that I'm creating sort of the base, you know, for all the for all the prayers and other content that goes on it. So instead of trying to just cram, you know, 10 years worth of content, I just started echoing three months of it and finally made the transition and started pointing people to the new page instead of the profile. And so so something like this is, is kind of laborious, but it's but it's like it's uh, it. Uh, it, it's it's really built the page so that it's functioning and starts to work the way it's supposed to. At least in my in my crazy mind, <laughs> it sounds like a project. It's definitely a unique project, uh, one that you won't encounter too often. And when you do encounter it, though, it's something you need to deal with right away. Every business should have a proper company page. You shouldn't be operating off a personal account, and if you are, 
don't wait just start doing it immediately because like you said could take a while for you to get to the point where the company page is pulling its own weight or to to get it set up properly and get people realizing what you're doing that you're pushing them all to the company page instead of right just being a friend yeah. and i've i've seen some people one of the biggest people who do this is people who are life coaches um, people who give advice and mm-hmm. they'll be a personality and so they want to be a person right. not a company but at the same time they also have a company that they tie into so sometimes yeah. they actually use a mix of both where they have a company page and a personal and that can be done too but what you're talking about is a company who's using a personal profile and they're not trying to be a person that's wrong and yeah an organization it's exactly just improper use of this there is proper times yeah. where you would use this sort of thing and have a personal profile and a company page uh, but this yeah, company it, def- it definitely about. goes against yeah it goes against their eula and and again you know you you, you want to do things properly especially in in a, in a period of time where you know they're looking for any reason to grief you or to shut and, you down or whatever and the uh professionalism if your company right. doesn't know how to use social media um, right that's not very professional looking uh, <laughs> if you right. guys are doing it wrong you probably want to do it right so and, 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 it's, and it's fine. So the, so one thing about social media that organ that especially sort of legacy organizations don't understand is that social media is a two way communications channel. So people are talking to you, and so in the past no, they've never been listening. So so they haven't been really tapping into everything that social media can do for you because of that. Um, and so so now that I've been manning the page, uh, you know for you know, three, six months or whatever. It's like, there's all sorts of people reaching out all the time. And, and just making the organization aware of this is a huge kind of paradigm shift for them because they're starting to really learn what social media does. And, and it it can be like, you know, I think half of their quests are like, how are you doing today? And it's like, that's someone thinking they're speaking to a specific person as opposed to an organization. So that has to be corrected. But other ones are like, hey, I need a prayer request or like, hey, you know, my, you know, my mom's sick and I don't know what to do. And, it, and it's like so it's so it's like when people reach out to your organization and especially your group of faith, it's like, you know, you need to be responsive to this stuff because that's kind of your mission. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, another perk of the company page thing, too, is security. So you could have five different people who all use the company page and can respond to people like you're talking to, responding right. to prayer requests, responding to questions, things like that. You could have five different people all capable of doing this, but none of them have the the admin login, right? Because you can be the super admin of your company page, right. the one that made it and owns it, and you can kick any of these people off as administrators. So in case you hire people and fire people and you need to remove them from your admin this is how you do it properly otherwise you have to go in and change your main facebook password every time um, which is i guess doable but that's not really how you're supposed to be doing it. you're supposed to be able to go to the page roles of the company page and add people as admins as moderators and not only that but there's different levels you can add them at that give them different sets of permissions that nobody could ever seriously jack up your business so this gives you a lot more options just another reason to use it correctly and use an actual company page yeah, and, and, and I think, uh, you know, with, a, with an organization like this, you should never create one gatekeeper, like in this case me, where I'm supposed to be the Facebook person. And it's like instead you should empower lots of people to contribute because social media is a lot easier, especially when you're – I mean, we already have 5,000 people, you know, connected to the new page, you know. So it's like that's a lot of people, and it's, and, and it's like, 
you know, when you have other other people contributing, it makes it easier. You lighten the load and you don't make it such a burden, you know, that that I'm like, hey, I've done this for six months and I'm out of here, you know, too much time, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So, man, this little intro segment, we just end up going off on tangents. I didn't even realize it was going to take this long. For, well, uh, you you are you are definitely an expert at Facebook, so it's great to get your input on all this fun stuff too. No uh, doubt. I spend most of my day on Facebook, so I could just talk about Facebook all day. We could do a whole thirty-two episodes on Facebook, and then continue doing more after that. Probably, I could just talk forever on Facebook. But um, I also well, hate not today. I also hate Facebook, <laughs> and I wish it didn't exist. But at the same time, I know too much about it, and I use it every day, nonstop. So that's one of those weird positions you get yourself in. I know. I, I, I'm not going to say I hate Facebook. I hate the way they uh, have been operating and censoring and, and filtering. And it's and it's like I, I think they have, you know, there's certain things that should be filtered and others that should, you know, America's supposed to be a, a free society where we can debate ideas. But that's another topic. Another topic for another day on a different podcast. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> maybe, yeah, seriously. So tell me about... Tell me about your project. All right, all right, quickly. We're trying to keep this one a little shorter. Um, I don't know. This week, I had an interesting thing pop up. I had to help somebody get their website back. So maybe six or eight months ago, I built a website for somebody. Um, it's an e-commerce website where you can purchase hearing aids. And this person then opted to not have me work with them beyond the initial website. Um, not because oh, that's crazy. For an, e- for an e-commerce site, that's crazy. Sorry, continue. Yeah, So it, and it wasn't. It had nothing to do with uh, it not being like they love the website. Uh, they want to then add more products to it and more updates in the future. It just had to be they didn't feel like spending money to keep it operating properly. They wanted to go the cheap route was all it was. Because I've stayed in contact with this person ever since um, in really good speaking terms, and they love it, and they've referred people to me. Um, but they just opted not to pay any more to have anyone help with this, and they thought they'd just do it themselves. Um, but not being a, a web-savvy or even really tech savvy person um they never did anything with the website so it just sat around and the updates fell behind and the even the hosting plan fell behind and all of a sudden their domain was owned by somebody else their website went offline their domain was owned by somebody else the ssl was gone uh the wordpress had never been updated everything completely crashed and i had (laughs) about this is like my biggest pet peeve by the way so that's it's it's like (laughs) Modern websites are not fire and forget. You've got to maintain them. You know, so that means they haven't been marketing. That means it's no longer secure, right? It's it's like, come on. So long story oh, long story short, I got a call like a month ago. It took us a month just to get it back to normal. There's nothing been added to it. It took us a month of Did emails you- back and forth with the hosting company, with the person who took the domain, who didn't really want Did you it. Get the domain back. Yeah. Get the domain back? Yeah, it turned out it was someone wow. he'd worked with prior, and for some reason, when his account didn't renew it, it auto went to this other person. Um, something happened. I'm not even sure, but we called that person and they gave it back to us, no problem, which was nice. I have never heard of that happening. It was super weird, that, and then it's not an automatic function of how domains work. But sorry, continue. Yeah, there might have been something more to the story, but at the same time, everybody was friendly and helpful, so you don't want to point fingers, right? So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So everyone, it all turned out okay. We were able to do it, but it was so much work and work that as a marketing professional, I hate to bill for. Like I hate to bill you for something that shouldn't have happened in the first place. But at the same time, 
it's going to take me hours of time to fix this for you. And had we been working together to begin with, first off, you wouldn't have been without a website for a month. Right. And secondly, uh, you would never have to deal with this hassle. So you pay a small fee to have your website maintained and you don't run into these situations. You get to keep your website up all the time and then you don't have to pay extra for stuff that is just getting you back to where you were fixing stuff that should I, I be think, broken. I, I think it's easy to draw the line and say, this is uh, this is an IT function, not a function of marketing. It's like keeping your site, your domain paid for, you know, keep, keeping your WordPress managed is, you know, uh, I, I call that the IT side. And it's, and it's like, uh, I think it's very easy to make that distinction. You know, I'm just, I just don't understand how someone can open up a, an e-commerce website selling stuff and then not market it. You know, marketing is really shouting out, saying, hey, check out our products and services, you know, finding new audiences, you know, discovering new customers. It's like how you can just expect the web to just find you to me is is crazy. Yeah. So now, now this specific person has a full time job and they're trying to start up a business on the side to replace that full time job. And so um convincing them to make the leap or to start spending some money on their on this side project to turn it into what they do full time that's like that's something it takes a, a little bit of guts to do uh, becoming an entrepreneur takes takes a little bit of guts takes a little bit of courage you know uh, taking that leap and you have to leap spend some money you have to spend some money to do it and you have to put everything you have into it um, in the same way that anybody that goes from working a regular hourly gig to becoming a full-time content creator or starting their own business and opening a brick and mortar store, anything you do, this is always, you really gotta be ready to do it and push forward with it and don't hesitate. So people who are on the fence about it, you get some of that. Sometimes these people come to me and they're on the fence and they, they wanna start something, but then they're not ready to commit. And then I hear from them months later or weeks later or years later, and then they're ready to commit at this point. But uh, it's not something you can really convince someone to do. I think they have to decide they wanna do it on their own. Um, so. Well, to, to me, it's it's like, you know, driving a car it's like you have to change the oil you have to replace the tires and you have to replace the battery you know when it when it when it uh, when it dies on you so it's like um you know not paying your domain fee is something so easy to and and believe me i've, I've had to deal with deal with this too you know mm-hmm. it's it's it, it happens and it's, it's just frustrating because it's like oh so much work now i have to spend all these hours to get this thing back when literally you know you you know you just and it hours it's not fun being on customer chat and trying to fix something that's broken it's not fun for you it's not fun for me it's not fun for the person whose website isn't there and then they're spending money and you have to you have to make money because this is not fun for you and you have to you know you have to bill them they have to pay for it and everybody's wasting money and time on something that should never have been done in the first place which is frustrating to all sides and everybody gets frustrated because everyone's wasting their time and their money and instead we could all be marketing and making money you know we all want to be marketing and making money and then we can live our lives we don't want to be wasting time doing things that we shouldn't be having to do in the first place so exactly and and i love site building and and a good chunk of my business is building websites but a bigger chunk is after the build after we built your site all the services we do to market you to drive drive new clients to improve to maintain your site you know to to make sure that it's secure you know that's uh that's an important part of the equation and it's important to share that when you're building sites especially when you build a site on on the wordpress platform or any open source platform you know all right so i like this i think that this 
has organically driven us to our topic. So let's open the topic yes. with what is marketing and then maybe what is sales? Because our original random question we were going to answer was what is marketing? But let's also answer what right. is sales quickly and look at a couple definitions. And then let's just spend a few minutes talking about what they do for each other and how they work together. Because uh, we've talked about some of this on prior episodes where I worked with a company called Solar Float and they did flotation therapy. And we drove tons of people to their place to do these free floats or float, you know, I don't remember what it was, 50 bucks for an hour or something, right? And just throwing numbers out there. Like sensory deprivation kind of thing? Right. So you float in this Epsom salt tank with sensory deprivation in the complete dark. And it's very relaxing. Um, it's actually cool. pretty crazy. It's flotation therapy. And you, uh, you, you float without any clothes on in like a jacuzzi tub that closes over top of you in the complete dark. So it's a very strange and odd thing, but it's very relaxing. Um, I got to go do it a bunch of times. Uh, and it's something that's good for you. The salt uh, is good for your muscles and your joints and stuff. And the sensory deprivation yep. is good for your mind um, and things like that. And my phone is ringing in the background. Can you hear that? No. No? no? Oh, forget it then. So anyways, uh, their so, issue... So, so that that's like CIA remote viewing stuff, right? It's like they use those tanks so that they can then project their psychic abilities and see what other people are doing all across the globe. <laughs> Put our tinfoil hats what's, on. What's the but, movie? But, Men who stares at goats, right? Okay, continue. But but, but anyways, to, to the to the point of sales versus marketing, the marketing was hitting it out of the park. We were driving all kinds of people to the website. We were getting first-time customers to come in. Where they dropped the ball was at sales. They couldn't then sign up the customers to be a repeat customer or to get them into a plan or to actually monetize them beyond that first visit. And that's completely dropping the ball on the sales end because the marketing side was hitting it out of the park. Um, so, and that's something that you have to have well, a dedicated person to do. Both things, all yeah. things really, marketing and sales. I think, it's e I think it's easy to market free services all day long. You know, you know sometimes with marketing, you know, you know when, we do, when we do what we're supposed to do, you know, then it leads us to questions. You know, it's 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 like that that are that are business questions. You know, it's like, how come? My question, you know, to you is like, how come people didn't want to do it again? You know. Right. Well, I think that that's the sales part of it. Okay. Right. So, sure. the person liked it enough to do it one time. They they wanted to do it. They were okay even paying a small amount of money because they felt like they were getting a good deal. Yep. And now how much did they like it? They're immediately going to weigh that across how much it cost and how much they want to come back and do it again. But if you set all that aside, you know, because that's what they were relying on. They were relying right. on this person. Hey, we offered it to you. Do you want it or not? And that's where the discussion ended. And you left them with a choice of yes or no question. Uh, you don't want to do that. What you want to do is convince them, sell them on why they need it. Sell them on yep. why they have to have this the and why they can't live it. without it. You can't yeah, live without this because... Yes, the first time was awesome and amazing, but you'll feel even better the second time. And by the fourth or fifth time, you start getting even more benefits out of it. That's why you want to keep coming back and doing this over and over again. Not only that, but um, setting, you know, it'll be a good habit for you. It'll help you live longer. You need to then sell them on all these different things, of how, how it's going to be amazing and how you need to buy it right now. And then also, uh, we're running a special. As long as you sign up after your first visit, uh, it costs only this much, and we waive the sign-up fees. You know, so that's why I just do it right now. You can cancel any time, make it easy to get out of it. But uh, you're going to love it so much, you're never going to want to cancel. You're going to be coming here for yeah, years. So you, so you had good offers. You know, it was discounted. And hopefully you think that some of the people enjoyed the experience enough to want to do it again. So it's, it seems like they just weren't closing or weren't trying to close. And that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, 
the sales part of it. You're missing the person, what I just went through, you know, telling you why you can't live without this and why you need it. And that salesperson is just very critically important um, because the marketing can be doing great. Um, tons of people could be knowing about you, hearing about you, wanting to come check you out and try out what you're doing. But then you need to, yeah. you need to sell it after that. Um, and that's definitely so, something. Let's talk about what is marketing then. Yeah, that, that's, yeah I was going to step back and say, what is marketing? Well, <laughs> Google's dictionary says it's the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. I feel like they just yeah, threw in the a, word advertising. It's like the same as the word marketing. Yeah, almost. they threw in the word advertising. So, so I get uh, marketing refers to activities a company undertakes to promote the buying or selling of a product, service, or good. It is one of the primary components of business management and commerce. So it's like that's that's a that's a bang on de definition. You know, I can sign on to that. That's what marketing is. But what's crazy is, so I went to AMA.org, the American Marketing Association, that I've actually have done stuff with them in the past, and I thought I thought they're a pretty crazy, cool organization. Uh, it's typically it's for industry professionals to help them be better marketers, I guess. But I go to their site, and it says the definition of marketing. What is marketing? And I don't think they know what marketing is. Uh, I'll read it here. What is marketing? So first off, they say the AMA's definitions of marketing and marketing research are reviewed and reapproved, modified every three years by a panel of five scholars who are active researchers. So that doesn't tell me anything about what marketing is. But hey, great to know that you have five scholars who are active researchers. Okay, whatever. So the, so their definition of marketing says marketing is, is the activity, set of institutions and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and society at large. I don't know what they're talking about. That's crazy. They go on to then define what marketing research is. So maybe AMA is really a marketing research organization instead of active uh, marketers. I don't know. But they then come up with a bunch of other further definitions that are kind of interesting, and maybe we can talk about them later. But it's kind of, I, I think society at large, you know, I think if you ask two people what marketing is, they'll give you two completely different definitions. And that's why I thought it would be good to talk about this today. All right. So I want to quickly cover two so that we can talk talking about the differences and kind of contrast and compare them to what is sales. And I got a couple of things that yes. popped up here. I already went through a few of them in advance, but it says sales refers to all activities that lead to the selling of goods and services. So that sounds a yes. lot like marketing because we just talked about goods and services and getting in front of you, right? So, but then it also says it's a key role in building the loyalty and trust between customers and business. Um, that's also, also something marketing. that it's also marketing, right? So it sounds like that's like a marketing definition, isn't it? More so, than sales, yeah. Right. So, like, I think lots of people on the internet don't realize exactly the difference between sales and marketing, and why a sales manager is different from a marketing manager. Um, and this is something that. Yeah. To you and I, we work with salespeople, and we are marketing professionals. And I've been a sales manager as well. Um, I've actually been on both sides of this field many times. Sometimes I've fulfilled both roles at the same time. Sometimes I fulfilled right. just one of the two, and they are very different roles. That's uh, my example with Solar Float was trying to portray that, where after all the marketing's done, you have to have someone who's closing the sales, who's make, exchanging the money for the product and the service who's being the relationship person beyond that. And that I think all falls under the sales guy, chasing down leads, CRM, um, you know, anything that has to do with building relationships and tracking where your sales are coming from 
and uh, what's working to get the sales. That's actually all sales stuff. You know, marketing is going to be the image, the appearance, the advertisements, the getting interest and getting your name out there and brand building. Um, and I think that's kind of where the line draws. What do you think? So I can I can give a really simple definition of the difference between marketing and sales. So marketing is strategic. Marketing is telling the sales guy what to sell. So marketing is like steering a ship and it's very strategic. It's long term. It's coming up with your branding concepts about your company and your organization and your image and selling who you are and and then coming up with strategic information about each product and service, you know, making sales sheets and and presentations and videos and, and all the and all the things that sell or promote something. I think that's a function of marketing, whereas sales is tactical. So sales is I need to sell this immediately. I, I think much of advertising falls under sales because, I, you know, uh, sale advertising is often very tactical. It's like, hey, let's run an ad today because I need to sell a thing. And I'll give you I'll give you an illustration that 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 maybe uh, kind of kind of helps with what I just said. So I worked at this awesome startup and we had an amazing marketing director. She was wonderful. She was bang on. She rocked at branding. It was it was a startup company. So she was she was fantastic at, at defining who the company was, who our market is who we want to sell to, who the ideal customer is. That's all marketing. And then uh, one thing that this startup struggled with was sales guys. So we had we had like a string of sales directors that came through this company and nobody sort of hit the numbers. And uh, so one day the president comes in and he's like, hey, we need to go on a sales call. You know, can you come because you really know our products and services? So she's like, sure, I'll go. And what happened was, at the moment that that she decided to do that, she changed from a marketing guy to a sales guy, because uh, because when when you're the marketing guy, you know you're you're imagining you know and not just imagining you're using data and other things you know who our customers are, what our product is, and how we sell it. But once you become a sales guy, you become tactical, and you will literally say or do anything to make that sale that day. So sure thing, they went on this trip. She flew out there with the president. She signed the deal. You know, uh, she, she came back with a big win for the company and, and she made commission off it. And that's the difference between sales and marketing that instead of going yeah, from salary person who. If you don't close the sale, there's a few things in sales because I actually learned sales for several years, uh, managing yeah. a sales team and doing in-person sales with people um, selling products that were, you know, $1,500, $2,500 for like a vacuum cleaner or an air purifier. Um, you know, which is very equivalent to selling like a used car or something like that kind of sales, that in-person thing. If they walk away from you, there's many things they teach you. One is if they walk out, your chances of getting the sale drop drastically uh, through, yes. through the floor. Like you got to get the sale the first time or you don't really stand much of a chance of getting the sale. Yes, and that's correct. just truth. It may sound harsh, but it's truth. Um, and so these are all things that salespeople have to think about, which is why they're going to try so hard to close that deal and come home with the sale. Otherwise, the whole trip was wasted and they're gonna spend all this time waiting for a response or trying to close it after the fact. And it's only gonna get harder the longer you wait. And the longer the person right. thinks about it or chews on it or has time to right. get unexcited about it. You gotta close a sale while they're excited about the product or, or the service. Um, so, True. 
Sorry, so I actually, you and I already just listening to us have slightly different opinions on what marketing means and what sales means and what advertising means. And I think we'd find that no matter where we look. All over the internet, yes. we're going to find that. And we go talk to a million different marketing professionals or sales guys, and they're all going to have their own ideas of what it falls under where. Here's a blog article I pulled up. It says, sales and advertising are both functions of marketing. Well, that's crazy. That's the opposite of what I just said. I was almost describing marketing and sales as two different things. This blog seems to think that sales and advertising are actually things within marketing. Um, hey, so if I go back to my driving the boat analogy... Mm -hmm. So, so if if you're if you imagine your company is like a cruise ship or an aircraft carrier or whatever you want it to be, it's like the marketing guys are telling you the mission, telling you where to go and where you need to deploy assets to be successful. The sales guy is going to do anything he needs to close the sale. So it's like if the sales guy is driving that aircraft carrier, or that cruise ship, he's like, "Hey, let's turn left. No, let's turn right. Hey, we got to go over here. Hey, we need to change the name of the project. Hey, product. Hey, we need to do this. We need to do that." And so, uh, so what you're saying is I, he should I, not be driving the boat. The sales guy driving the boat should, is going to be like sales guy should not be driving the boat. He's going to be ADHD because, in everywhere. You know, as opposed yes. to the marketing guy is going to stay focused on the plan. Yes, and the sales exactly. guy should be sniping off the top of the boat or flying the little aircraft off the boat and going and closing the sails as the boat is continuing on its path towards success. Yeah, the, the, the sales guys are the fighter pilots on the aircraft carrier, and they need to be given a mission to execute, you know, and, and to do their thing and come home. And, and, and the marketing guy needs to listen to the sales guy because the sales guy has real-life information on what customers actually want. So it, it involves a partnership, but I, I, be, I believe it should always be two discrete roles two discrete, you know, two different people, because then together you can steer the ship where it needs to be. But it's like often marketing is relegated to uh, more junior roles in the company and the sales guys, you know, they're driving the boat. And so what and you know, I love metaphors. Is, I love metaphors yeah, and I love both. Exactly. So this is fun. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so what I've seen is, you know, organizations where the sales guys are driving the boat, their course is erratic and it's chaotic. And it doesn't mean that they're not successful. You know, because, you know, the personality of a sales guy can be enough to make your company successful. But it's like an organization, you know, wants to not rely on just a person. They want to create processes for success, you know. Right. So that so that's my take on the difference between sales and marketing. And both are required, but it's it's different skill sets. And, and I've done both, too. But but uh, just I, like my I, marketing director who became, uh, you know, my marketing director who became who instantly became a salesperson, she was broke afterwards. When she came back, she no longer did this marketing role. And she's like, I want another sale, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to continue with the boat analogies here because okay. I think this is cool. <laughs> I think lots of businesses and this is going to be the part of the podcast that's helpful to your business. Right. Um, yep. Why? Why are we even talking about this in the first place? And it's because. Do you have a person who does sales? If you're the person at your business, you're the owner, are you the salesperson? Are you the marketing Probably. person? Are you, maybe you're both. Are you hiring Probably out marketing both. and then you're, you're closing the sales? Or are you doing the marketing and have, hiring other people to close the sales? Are you teaching people that work for you when people walk in or people come to your website or they call you? Are those people closing the sales? Who's the sales? Who's the marketing? Is everything getting done properly? Um, or right. you know, is your business, I'm gonna go with the analogies here, I think lots of businesses have a sales guy. Uh, we'll use the, he's flying the fighter jet 
but you don't have an aircraft carrier for him to land on. So the fighter jet's just zooming around, trying to close sails, and he lands on whatever he can find. And then right. continues chasing sails. And that might yes. be enough to make you successful because you are getting sales and you're getting income. But at a certain point, you have to become a little more organized than that. You have to get a base for him to land at or an aircraft carrier or something. Some, there's got to get more salespeople or else you're just going to have a bunch of planes flying around with nowhere to put them. Um, and this is yeah, and, just getting and, a little and, weird. And the, and if, this, if the sales guy is driving the aircraft carrier, he, he, he might be, hey, we need to attack this. Or, hey, well, let's attack this. Oh, wait a second. Uh, I know we need to attack here. And, and if you're a cruise ship, it's like, Hey, the, the people want to go fishing. No, they want to go snorkeling. No, they want to shoot skeet off the side of the boat. No, they just want to be drinking and going around in circles. You know, it's disorganized. It's like, so that's where maybe yes. the marketing strategy and the marketing plan come into place is yes. organizing your company so that it can be more successful. Because at a certain point, uh, having random salespeople doing their own thing or you being the random salesperson can only make you enough money. And at a certain point, you're going to hit a cap because you can only do so much. There's only so much time you have in a day. And there's only so many, so much skill you have. So at a certain point, you have to get organized. More salespeople, a marketing team. You need to build something, some organization. There's tools you can use, software, Excel spreadsheets, whatever you have to do to start organizing and tracking data, come up with a strategy for your marketing. All these things are going to take your business to the next level and help you stand out. So instead of just being a guy who serves 10 people a week, because that's as many appointments as you can have, or someone right. who gets 100 sales a week because your sales only come from when you do Facebook Live and you showcase all this awesome clothing you have and you're selling it. At a certain point, if you want to get beyond that 100 sales a week, you've got to get organized and you have to grow your company and hire more people and come up with plans, you know, marketing. You I, have to start I think, doing I marketing. This, yeah, I, I think the sales guy driving the boat analogy is is just inefficient, <clears throat> you know, to where it's like marketing needs to use data to say, hey, over the last three years, we've done a bunch of work. We've had a bunch of sales here in this area, you know. So, so it's like by 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 not just relying on hunches and by using information and, and business intelligence, marketing can plan where we should be selling for most growth. So, so I, I think that marketing should always be directing sales, saying, "Hey, let's target here because this is, seems to be where we're making the most." or we're the most efficient or it costs us the least or whatnot. And, and so I think that's, that's why having, you know, strategy, you know, is, is just much more efficient because, because as well, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, if, if sales said, Hey, we need to sell this product. Hey, wait, we need to sell this one to these guys. No wait, We need to focus on this vertical. I think that, uh, the marketing department is going to be running around, uh, you know, with their hair on fire as opposed to having a much more focused, intentional uh you know sort of sort of a sort of a operation and, and yeah. that's what i've seen in practice that that it's like uh and, and one, of, one of the biggest benefits i believe of marketing is marketing planning where you can decide you know how to market sort of in advance and there are so many efficiencies and cost savings when you work like that as opposed to always just racing around focusing on one you know one opportunity uh you know, it's, it's, it's like there, there needs to be just a little bit of process and restraint in there. Yeah, I think as opposed to facing everything at once. Ha this is one of those things that becoming more organized, like we're discussing, having a plan yeah. and taking your business to the next level is going to be good for everybody. Because being a salesperson is stressful. You always have to worry about your next paycheck, your next sale. Where's the next lead? Um, and imagine if your marketing plan was able to provide leads 
that these people could close. Well, that's going to make you as a business owner happier because you're going to know that you're always going to have more leads coming in and more sales and your business is constantly growing. And it's going to make the salespeople happier because they don't always have to stress about generating their own leads or about chasing down or is there enough leads. So it's really good for everybody to have a plan in place that helps the business grow a growth plan, you know, a strategy. It's going to be good for you as a business owner. It's going to be good for your employees, especially if they're sales-based commission, commission-based salesmen. You know, that's going to be good for them too, as opposed to them just having to hope that somebody walks on the lot and buys something from them. You know? Right. It, it, and it's the difference from saying, hey, we want to target all of the uh, doctors in the state of Florida. If you could instead say, hey, we want to target all the dermatologists in, in Brevard County, it's like it becomes, mar- you know, marketing becomes so much easier and it's more focused than let's let's try to speak to every single, you know, medical specialty in a given area. Right. So so I, I think that's the difference by by having a much more intentional, you know, marketing plan. Yeah, and, I, and think, well, I think when used together. So like <clears throat> if, if you only have yes. salespeople. Uh, and let's, let's talk about selling and marketing even. I mean, we just combine the two here. So you have sales guy who goes out and knocks door to door on all these businesses and is trying to sell websites. You know, Now that's going to be taxing on him and he can only go to so many places a day. And if he's only getting one in 10 as a sale, he can go to 30 places a day and he might make three sales. Just to use that as an example. Now that's stressful um, and it requires him to constantly go out and do this. Where a better, you know, that's a lot of his time is being spent and you need to hire more salespeople to keep up that. And then you're going to run out of area and stuff like that. But imagine a better way of doing this would be to have a marketing team that generates leads and then gives these leads to the sales guy. Then he can just focus on closing the leads. The people are already pre-qualified. They're already interested in what he's selling. Now he can use his skills to get the money to close the transaction to build the relationship between them and your company. And that would be a proper use of salesmen in a larger scale company instead of the door-to-door running around trying to, you know, you have to evolve your company past that level at a certain point to the point of where you can have a strategy and a team in place and then better utilize that person's skills. It'll be better for him, it'll be better for you. So. Yeah, and I know for the sales guy, often he hears one voice that's screaming saying, hey, I need this, I need this. You know, it doesn't mean that that one person represents uh, the total audience that we could be targeting, mm. you know? So, so it's like, you know, again, again, it's a balance, you know, yeah. you, you, marketing and sales need to collaborate and work together to make, to refine their offerings and to focus as opposed to, you know, running around with our hair on fire. Right. And there's so much that goes into it and we'll probably talk a lot more on sales and we'll talk a lot more obviously on marketing um, the differences between them, how they work together. This is just a really fun topic. Um, it's one that I currently uh, struggle with different clients on constantly. So trying to for them trying to understand even that there is a difference between the two. You know, some people come to me and they think that uh, your marketing should be making them billions of dollars right away. Um, and it has nothing to do with them. You know, like, oh, if I'm paying you to do marketing, I should be making tons of money out of this. Not really. Yeah, and, and not, not really. Marketing I, I, can be a lot of different things. It's not always printing money for you. It's not a magic juice or a magic switch or a secret sauce. Right. You know? it's, it's it's never a silver bullet. Everybody always imagines that there's one simple solution that you just need to turn on and, and everything's better. And, you know, that's just not reality. No. It's always work. And it, even in lead generation, it's the same thing. So, so, so if we're performing lead gen for people, because a lot of stuff that we love to do is targeted marketing, finding audiences, right? And uh, 
you know, that's, it's, it's, it's a lot of work and it's, it's, you know, and, and if you just buy a list, it's like, good luck. You know, that's, that's probably not going to work. Been there, done that. You know, it's, it, it involves research and, uh, you know, trying to understand exactly who you are, what you're selling and, and how to reach a particular audience. But, uh, I mean, nothing, nothing's that easy that, oh, I'm paying you for lead generation and it's not working or I'm paying you to make my phone ring and my phone isn't ringing. It's, it's like, Maybe making sure you're hiring the right person to do the right thing, you know, just because they, right. they're good at selling stuff or just because they're good at building a website or just because they're good on social media doesn't mean they're going to be, be your all-in-one solution. Now, some people it, can try to be your all-in-one solution. You know, you could hire someone full-time to try to help your company grow and be a jack-of-all-trades. You know, you could hire a company that's specifically good at something, you know, that has a specialty right. to do something. Uh, there's so many ways we go about talking about this and, and finding ways for, for your business. But I think we have yeah. a lot of episodes where we tell you how to get started with something. Um, and we're yeah, not going to have time to discuss that today, but we will discuss how to get started with a marketing plan or how to get a sales team or how to get a marketing team. Or um... Yeah, I, I think ultimately you have to tie it all together. And that's something that we're really good at is helping understand all the pieces that you have and identify the ones that you don't. And that's often where we fill in you know, uh, just how I work with clients. It's, you know, because because we're aware of everything that's possible, we can come in and say, oh, hey, you're missing this component. Boop. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. Well, I think that's a great, great place to wrap up the episode. We kind of went all over the board with it, but I think there's a lot of good nuggets of information in there. Um, I think, I hope that it's helpful. Um, I hope that you found it entertaining. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Go back and listen to a lot of different episodes. We have some great content on social media, on emails, on branding, uh, logos, graphic design, everything. Graphic design was one of our really popular ones as well, uh, one of our most popular yeah. episodes. So give that one a listen. Um, so, but until next time, um, you can find us on Facebook at forward slash marketing masters. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can visit our Patreon, which is newly set up, and that's patreon.com forward slash marketing masters you can also send us an email at marketing masters podcast at gmail.com and uh, if you need any of these links just look in the show notes we'll have them there for you we appreciate if, if you enjoy our content uh, leave us a review on itunes or google play uh, send us an email tell a friend about us and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast and until next week we'll see you guys later